Welcome to Sard's podcast, Sardisms, where we take great ideas and bring them together to have great conversation. I'm Mariah Young. I'm Joe Wilkinson. We both love great technology coupled with great customer service. The main aim of SARD is to help improve the NHS, England's public health service. Healthcare and IT are ever-changing, and we are interested in the ways that we can help it evolve with the growing population. Today, we're joined by Megan Holmes, who is the customer support manager here at SARD. Megan understands the importance of providing excellent customer service and motivates her team to give 110%. Technology plays a big part to ensure all users of SARD products are supported. So when you visit our website, sardjv.co.uk, that chat box is a real person waiting to help in whatever way they can. Welcome, Megan. So Megan, tell me how long have you been with SARD and what was your experience prior to joining the SARD family? So I joined SARD two years ago. Um, Before that, I worked with Samsung in their experience store in Norwich. So I sold some of the products and then I also helped customers with software. So if they needed to know how to use the phone, how to use the software, how to use their TV, they wanted their TV to talk to their speaker, anything like that, I'd help them and we'd sit with them and kind of go through things. We offered free learning essentially. So kind of similar to what I do here, really. And then before that, I was at university and I did a drama degree. Oh, okay. As a lot of people from SARD did. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I didn't. I was just a young pup before then. Did you want to go into drama? Like, was that your main aim? I assume customer support probably wasn't. No, customer support wasn't my main aim when I first went to university. I don't really know what I wanted to do. I really enjoyed the production side of things, stage management. I think I'd say I'd see myself as a problem solver. And that was just something I really enjoyed doing. People bringing me their show or their idea for a set or something they wanted to create. And then working out how we could physically make that possible on the stage or in person. So that was what I just, I enjoyed at the time and it made sense for me to do. So I just carried on with it really. Cool. Um, so what's your sort of passion when it comes to customer support? And you know, you obviously did it at Samsung. You, did you really enjoy it when you did it there? Yeah, I did actually. The best thing about, I'd say at Samsung was maybe less tech savvy or elderly customers that would come in and they they'd never used a phone before but their granddaughter lived in I don't know Edinburgh and they wanted to be able to have a video call with them or something and you could just it was so nice and I always felt like I don't know like as if that was my nan or my mum that wanted to be able to talk to their family and when they go away and they're just so grateful that you've made that difference I think it's not even necessarily solving people's problems or fixing something for people but just knowing you've made a bit of difference to either their day or their week or whatever and help them in some way really it's just nice makes you feel good to get that same feeling working for sad as well yeah definitely when the doctors are struggling it's their job is so stressful i can only begin to imagine how much they have on their plate and this year especially we've obviously seen even more so and it's been being brought more into our thoughts how much our medical staff do and how much stress they are under so when they're having to do like revalidation or job planning which is essentially their homework at the end of the day it's not you know their first part of their job it's a stressful thing to do when you're already stressed and you're already busy so if we can make that some way better for them I feel like in my mind it's a bit of a cycle because it's our health service and we're the people that use it so if we can make them happier and make them better it's only going to continue to be a nice little cycle of everyone feeling a bit better I like that but you're right it's like the last thing they need is to have any kind of issues with technology yeah definitely you don't want to make their job any harder Exactly. Yeah. Just like you said, especially this year. So what motivates you and how do you motivate your team? I think again, 
again, it comes to that. It's we're never not connected to our job at the end of the day. It is our health service. They are our doctors. It's, you know, that even if you're someone who doesn't use the health service yourself necessarily all the time, I'm sure you you have someone who does or a family member or a friend who does rely on it. I think that really helps to motivate us. I think seeing the responses we get, I definitely feel motivates us when we do you have that gratefulness from a doctor? And you see, if you begin a chat saying they're really stressed and they're they're really struggling and they're not able to do something or make something work and to see at the end them being thankful and saying, have a lovely day. And even if it was only a five-minute chat, that could have just been the five minutes in between them doing clinics or them having a really long and busy day. And you've somehow managed to turn their attitude around. For me, that really motivates me to keep going. And I think the team as well. And we just try to remember really that at the end of the day, they are so busy and they are so stressed and anything we can do to help that does just make you want to help them even more and really go that extra mile to make their day a bit easier. Yeah. So, um, so what do you you want for your team to achieve over the next couple of years at SARD? I kind of always want it to be the same. Just really hard to put into words, but... <laughs> We obviously, we're not the developers. We don't build the products. We don't know what's going to be there in the next few years. And even this year, there were changes made to appraisal processes and things. So we it's hard for us to say exactly what we want to do in that sense, because we're almost dependent on everything else. Mm. Being able to offer that same service and knowing that our support always will be there, no matter what changes. So like staying the same, no matter the change. Yeah. Same high level. Yeah, keep that like it's even if we end up with loads, we're still a fairly small company. No matter what size we are or how many clients we have, I still really want it to be that personable thing. And I think our administrators, for example, they know all of us. They they know everyone on the team and they we have a personal relationship with them and with some of the doctors as well. I, I don't want to lose that. I really want to keep that within the team and for us, essentially. How do you and your team manage tough situations? We rarely get tough situations, I will say. That's lucky. <laughs> we are very lucky in the sense that we have a direct link to our technical team. So if, touch wood, (laughs) there ever is a a technical error, which isn't often, I must say, for such a big system with so many users, there is someone there answering us. We have that direct channel with them. So we're really lucky that there's normally straight away someone is looking into that and trying to resolve that if anything does need fixing. At risk of repeating myself, it again just comes back to that understanding that they they are stressed and they have a lot to deal with and and trying to ease their worries in some way something we always say as a team is it's an analogy of something Kevin Monk loves to say of taking the ball so if they've got this problem and it's a ball we're taking ownership of that we're not just batting it away or, right. or skating past it we're actually taking some ownership of their problem so even if it's something really tough or something we can't resolve, either because we we literally can't, it's not our, our place to or something we can assist with, or because it's a larger problem or it's dependent on other things, if it's something we can't resolve right there and then, we make it clear that we are there and we're listening and we're going to be with them each step of that way until this thing is resolved and the problem is no longer affecting them. Yeah, and it's just making sure that... They know that and they're aware of that. And so often it is, like we say, they're so stressed. They think there's there's going to be this big thing that nobody's going to listen to. 
and they're on their own with this problem. So to make it clear that they aren't, and there is someone there that they can call or email or speak to on the live chat that they have that direct link with and someone within the company is looking into something for them. That tends to ease the problem itself. Mm. Even if we haven't already solved the issue, that that turns a big problem into a much smaller and easier to manage problem because you've taken away all that stress and worry of it and you're you're making it clear it is being looked after and it will be resolved for them and that tends to sort out, sort out any <laughs> any issues there for us so how since you started at Saad two years ago how has the sort of the system and the technology changed since you started to go so we actually had something we refer to as the UI upgrade so we did a massive like overhaul of not how the system worked, but how it looked essentially. So it was all about the user interface and that came into play in my second week. Oh, wow. Third week of SARD. So it was actually quite funny because when I joined and I was being trained, it was like, okay, so this is where this is and this is where this report is. But don't get too comfortable. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Next week, it won't be there and it will be somewhere else. So I actually think a really good thing about that is I saw everyone in the team getting used to a new interface mm. at the same time all the users were. So it was like everybody was almost in the same boat. And it meant that I I got a really good example when I first started of um, giving really clear instructions because I was also the one receiving them and and trying to find my way around things. And there can be a habit, not so much in this job, but in life when people are used to things, you just give quick answers or quick, you know, because you know what you're talking about. So you assume everyone else is too. Mm. And I think that meant that it was really quite interesting for the support team to not not kind of rest on their laurels in any way because you were you were also relearning it. So that was a massive change. We've also had a few new products. So we've had rostering, e-rostering is new since I started. And that has been a whole new, a whole new game to learn because it is it's separate to many of our other systems. It works slightly differently. Um, so that's been really interesting to learn. Job planning, which everybody loves to take part in because it's very complex and very mathematical. That's changed a lot. That's improved massively. I actually really love job planning because I like solving problems and it, right. yeah. it is a massive problem solving <laughs> thing as Joe I'm sure understands. Yeah. yeah it, the, the system has changed in so many ways, but as I say, the great thing is we have that direct link. We, we build the changes. It comes from the users, from the end users. They suggest, oh, this would be really good. And actually, if it looked like this, it'd be easier for us to use we kind of check that out with a few more people and everybody's like oh yeah that that does sound good that sounds like i could get used to that it sounds a bit easier and then we talk to the developers they build it and then it's live and you know it's, it's direct feedback from the users so it's always changing the system is always being updated it's always changing we don't have versions we don't you know release things at specific times of the year it is just as and when updates are needed and would be useful we make them we do what we can and it's constantly evolving which also again is good for us because we're having to constantly evolve with it and our minds are always fresh on the system and we don't get too used to anything and you're that one step ahead of the users so that you can answer their questions that must be hard <laughs> you, it's quite funny, actually. You get used to it. It's, it's a bit like being a mind reader. You mm. can always already guess what someone's question is going to be, either based on where they are or what page they're on or how they've opened their chat with. And you get to know things, which again is so useful because if somebody's 
or multiple people are asking the same query, that kind of springs a light bulb in our mind that, oh, maybe that particular thing could be made clearer because it comes up quite a lot. And then in our weekly meeting with the developers, we'll say, oh, this has come up a few times. Is there any way we can make this a bit clearer? And then they'll work on it and it will be developed and it will be live. So it's, it is just a constant cycle of everybody. That's amazing. <laughs> everybody builds hard, basically. Yeah. yeah. If there's one thing our listeners should know, what would that be? My thing would always just be for users to talk to us because we are real. We are there. We're, as I say, we're a small company. We're all in direct communication all the Mm -hmm. time. You can imagine how much we (laughs) talk all the time. So whether it's feedback, it's, you know, a question, it's anything, it's something they're really struggling with, or they've had a brilliant idea, just come and talk to us because we do really take it on board and we really appreciate it. And even if we can't do something, there will be a reason for that. And we will always have that as a conversation and maybe work out if there's a workaround or if there's another way to do something. So yeah, talk to us because we're all human and we, we all love a chat. Yeah. And that's literally why you're there. (laughs) Yeah. That is literally our job. Our job is to help the users and to talk to the users. So don't ignore us. (laughs) No, we're always there. You're going to get lots of messages now that just say, Hey, (laughs) just wanted to say hi. (laughs) Well, thank you, Megan. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners who tuned in to today's episode of Sardisms. We really enjoyed having you and hopefully you enjoyed hearing about Megan's customer support passion. You can find out more about Sard by visiting sardjv.co.uk or send us a tweet on Twitter at sardjv and use hashtag Sardisms. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you.